Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. Welcome aboard the Walt Disney World Express Monorail, our highway in the sky. For those of you standing, please hold on to the handrails throughout our journey and stay clear of the doors. For the comfort of others, no smoking, please. Thank you. Folks, you're listening to Two Men in the Mouse, episode 184 on the White Dragon Podcast Network, recorded live on September the 10th, 2019. This is your everyday guide to the magic of Walt Disney World and the larger Disney universe beyond it. My name is Kevin Kessler, and I am joined, as always, by my good buddy, Peter Mandel. Hey, Kev. Hey, Pete. Uh, Folks, we are two lifelong Disney fanatics who have managed to keep the magic of Disney alive in our lives every day, and we want to share that magic with you. So pull up a chair, gather the family, or pop in your favorite set of headphones, and let's experience the magic together. Pete! Kevin. Uh, well, uh, sorry we missed last week. I, I, I'm I'm mortified that we missed last week because uh, you know we've committed to being back every week. But you know there was the hurricane warning last week, and figured better safe than sorry. And you know, like I didn't, I had all my electronics unplugged pretty much on Monday and Tuesday because they nobody knew when the hurricane was going to hit. Um, right. And I didn't want like if there was a power surge to like break my computer. I don't know if that's even possible or if I'm just like like pseudosciencing myself here i don't know i mean uh, made up science there's nothing wrong with it yeah exactly um but we yeah we weren't and then later in the week i was just i was super busy and pete was super busy so we weren't able to uh do a makeup episode but we are back um the hurricane didn't hit which i feel so bad so like my friend storybook julius who runs storybook radio podcast Mm -hmm. he was he just booked his first trip in four years dude like it was gonna okay. be, his, he was gonna be his son's first ever trip. He was so excited. We were gonna meet up, and he canceled it because of Hurricane Dorian. And then the hurricane didn't even happen. Oh, that kind of thing. Yeah, but he really rescheduled it. Or yeah. I don't, I don't okay. know. I don't know if he rescheduled it. Oh, I have to ask. But yeah, that just really stinks, dude. Like you're all psyched, you're ready to go. Like it's the week before your Disney trip. That's when like it's excitement level maximum, and then some stupid weather happens, and you have to cancel. Like I can't even imagine. Like imagine being like I've had to cancel Disney trips before, like back when I lived up north, but never like a week before. Yeah, that's a, that would be a real bummer. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's why I guess why you buy that trip insurance too, right? Dave Weikert's always pushing it. Yeah, you know, I mean, I'm actually not a believer in trip, trip insurance, but if you cancel a week out, I mean, it's not trip insurance. Well, I guess maybe for the airfare, right? Yeah, probably. I, I don't know how that works, but I mean, Disney's usually great about that stuff, especially in a circumstance like this. Yeah. <sighs> well, uh, it has been also a busy couple of Disney weeks. Um, you know, the, op- the grand opening of Galaxy's Edge happened. Uh, Morty Monster and I were there. Okay. We'll talk about that a little later. Uh, just we'll briefly talk about it. I just not so much about Galaxy's Edge itself, but more about the experience of being there because that was really cool and like something that I should have hated, like by all accounts, should have hated this whole experience, and I loved it, and I wouldn't trade it for the world. Mm, okay. Yeah. Um. So, uh, also, Food and Wine uh, just opened, so I got to go there the other day with Morty. And? Um. I mean, you know, it's Food and Wine. It's great. You know, can't can't complain about. It. I, I had the Impossible Burger for the first time. 
Oh, I hear they're great. I've never had one, but I hear that they're good. It's really good. It tastes like beef. I just okay. So this is gonna be, this is gonna sound kind of weird. I can't look at it while I eat it because you're analyzing it, or because I'm analyzing it. Like it, right. when you look inside of it, there's like vegetable parts inside of it. You know, it's so funny. A bunch of my son's like um, friends are like, "Oh, you should try that," because he is like a wannabe vegetarian. Now, yeah, this will never happen. Too. But like he is a wannabe vegetarian, and the funny thing is, is Ethan's like I don't he want he's never had a hamburger in his life, like not because like oh he's doing his part, but because he doesn't actually like them. So okay. he's like I why would I ever have this? I don't want it to taste like real meat. And he's <laughs> like I don't like burgers. Like he doesn't like anything that's chopped meat based. Which right. I think it's funny because they're that authentic that my son would still hate that too. It is very it's like really good. Um, but like there were like little flecks of like colors in there of like vegetable stuff, and I was in like I don't know for some reason like, and I like vegetables. I'm not saying I don't like vegetables, but it's like the t- the meat the meat like taste and the vegetable like vision like does something in my head, and my body just kind of is like, no, I don't want this anymore. That's pretty funny. I don't know what it is about me, dude. I'm so weird. Like I can't look at egg rolls when I eat them. Really, I love the taste of egg rolls, but when I when I get a look at all that all that nonsense that's going on inside that crust, dude, I'm like, I can't finish this. You know, I was in uh, New York City this weekend, and I was at a restaurant that had chicken hearts. Chicken you hearts. Chicken hearts. I mean, is it a, the actual heart of a chicken, or is it like? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, I'm gonna like, I'm gonna try this. So I had it, and I'm like, okay, it's pretty good. They like really like flavor and stuff. And I made all the people I was with eat it also. And while I'm there, they're like, what, what, what's it like? And I'm like, it's like a meaty olive, which is probably not the best way to describe it. Probably because, not. Like, it doesn't sound very. Appetizing. Everyone was immediately like, oh, I don't want to eat this. I'm like, no, but you have to eat it. And they did, and it was fine. Did they like it? But it is kind of like a meaty olive. I'm not gonna lie. A meaty olive. That's maybe the worst way anyone has ever described anything. I know. I realized that after that that was probably the wrong choice of words. I've heard people trying to hurt someone. I've heard people describe spiders as bugs with a butt rope, and and that's a worse oh. description right there. Yeah, but you don't gotta eat the spider. That's very true. Okay, ready to get into the news? Give me some news. The news this week brought to you by our good friend and sponsor, Dave Weikert of Magical Travel, who will plan your Disney or Universal Orlando vacation for you at no additional cost to you. Okay, so um, light news week. We got all park news this week, which is great. Uh, so nothing worldwide, nothing Disney Springs, nothing resort related, nothing, man- nothing water park related. We're going right to Magic Kingdom. Okay. They are installing the dream lights for, I know, like, Halloween uh, Halloween season just got started, but they are already installing uh, the dream lights for um, Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party and the Frozen um, Castle Show. Frozen Holiday Wish. We love the dream lights. We do love the dream lights, but also we love the high reach crane that is now in position behind. Yeah. You know, and I will say they're not as obnoxious with the crane anymore. Like, remember, it used to be like you're walking right down the middle of Main Street, USA, and there's the crane up by the castle. Yeah, of course. Um, They they actually lower it most times during the day now. Like, it's like folded up, like at the base of the castle behind some walls. Well, that's probably a good idea as opposed to like the entire days that I've spent yeah. at Magic Kingdom yes. with a giant crane up there. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I'm not sure if, they, if they're still hanging them during the day at all or if they're mostly doing it at night, but... Um, How many people do you think when that crane was up there uh, went to City Hall and were like, I came to Disney and like, there's, there's a crane. crane. Give me a million dollars. 
Right, give me all of my money back. And then some for pain and suffering. I, you know, the first time I, I got a picture of the, with the castle with the high-reach crane in the background, I, I remember feeling a little gypped at first because it was back when I was thinking trips, not... I remember, right, being like, I remember being like, huh. And then eventually I came to appreciate the fact that the crane existed and that like it was like a special time of year where the crane was out. I know it's right, well, sounds psychotic, but no, but I get it. Yeah. Um, so uh, do you have any any favorite uh, high reach crane stories? No, I felt exactly the same way. I can remember being like, oh, man, I wish that crane wasn't in the picture. But then, like, later on, I mean, now, granted, you and I have been blessed enough to get, you know, many pictures of the castle that it, it makes the crane one almost oh, yeah. special. I mean, listen, I was there the year that the castle was a giant pink birthday cake. I was not. And I know people weren't happy about that. I, You know what? I was so young that I don't think I cared. See, I know someone that went. And it was the only time they've ever gone still to this day. Mm-hmm. And they were like, they felt gypped by it. Well, like I know, like, so I remember seeing it, my dad, my dad on the trip was like, oh, wow, that's so cool. But like when I talked to my dad about it now, he was like, oh, that was terrible. Like that was so late. So I'm, I'm wondering if like, like it's in future years, like he's come to figure it was lame or did he think it was lame the whole time in 1997 and just didn't say it because he didn't want to spoil the magic for his kids. Yeah, I mean, that's possible. It's weird. You know, you think about when the Epcot ball said 2000 on top. Do you mean Spaceship Earth? Yeah, sorry. And then it said um, Epcot. Epcot on top. And I didn't. I never liked that. I hated it. Still to this day, I don't look fondly at those pictures. I'm not like, oh, do you remember this? Like, I thought it just looked dumb. It did. It definitely did. All right. Epcot news. Ready for the Epcot news? I get that it's a ball and it's an Epcot. Yeah, like it, just, it was a little too it's on the Epcot nose ball. to be like right. Spaceship Earth. Um, Epcot news: the walls are ne- well, there are now walls up in Epcot. Like it happened okay. quick. So Morty and I were there last week, and we get, we we did a video blog from Food and Wine, and I didn't realize that, that was the last time I was going to see undisturbed Future World. Like I thought I mm-hmm. had more time. But wall- how disturbed is Future World? So walls are now up around the Starbucks, around Club Cool, around the Character Spot, and around the Fountain of Nations. Okay. The fountain is so so I- the fountain is drained and walled and walled up. So when I go there, I'm going to be devastated. Is what you're Probably. saying? Probably. Um, Being so, that's my favorite area in the world. Yeah, there may be even more walls up by the time you go. I don't know. Uh, so Club Cool is actually being relocated uh, to Intervention, the area that's now Interventions East. Uh, so that's not like everyone thinks that like, oh, I've clubbed my last cool. But like, no, it's it's sticking around. OK, good. Uh, the other thing is um, I don't know where the star what's going on with the Starbucks, but I don't care. I, I if I could if I could pluck every Starbucks out of Walt Disney World and throw them into the sun, I would. Uh, I never even see Starbucks when there. So I think I selectively decide to you not must have blinders on because them. they're everywhere. Yeah, I, I honestly think I like have somehow. I trained myself to not notice them. And listen, I'm cool with Starbucks at Disney Springs. I mean, better because there's like two or three of them. But like in the parks, I don't want to see Starbucks. Right. And not here's here's the thing. Coffee at Disney, there's only one logical choice for that. It's Joffrey's coffee. Joffrey's is the coffee. That's the coffee. That's what you get when you go to Walt Disney World, not Starbucks. I mean, I don't even get Starbucks in my daily life because I, I hate it. But you know, 
making me put, I don't either making but me put my own cream that. and sugar in there come on starbucks that's why i go to dunkin donuts for the service i order light and sweet they give me light and sweet i like that so the character spot uh is not closed technically the, the old area is but they've moved the characters over to a new location in Innov- what is now interventions west so the character spot still exists it just moved okay of course, you know, the character spot being the only place you can still get that classic Mickey picture. Got that at least one classic Mickey yeah, per trip. I mean, it really bothers me that he's not, like, in his, like, classic attire at the Magic Kingdom anymore. It is, it is I mean, super, it is really weird, right? It's super weird. And, like, it's rare to even, like, see... It's rare to ever see him in that outfit anymore, anywhere. Do you remember for a long time you couldn't get Classic Donald anywhere? I hunted for Classic Donald for a long, long time. It's odd, right? I I had to get him during a Character Palooza. (laughs) Character Palooza, and you really wanted the regular version of Donald. Well, it was was like, like, no, they didn't have like a lot of rare characters out there. I remember it was in Epcot. It was, I was walking uh, to meet friends in the Italy Pavilion and they had characters out in the um i want to say it was in the uk and uh it was like donald mini mickey and pluto like it wasn't like okay. a character palooza where like the evil queen is out there no like it was right. it was like that kind of thing um so but i saw classic donald and like ran to him because but now you can get classic donald every day he's at hollywood studios right him, him it was weird. I, we were looking at old character pictures this weekend and uh, do you remember, like, in Epcot, before they really started doing character stops, like, that right. bus of characters would roll out? Yeah. And, like, everyone would get out. And, like, Mickey was always on that bus. But you had the choice to make, do I want to get a picture with Mickey or, like, four pictures with other characters? Right. Absolutely. So if you're getting the Mickey picture, it's the only one you're getting because it's where everyone goes. Well, it's like when they used to do that Disney villains mix and mingle at the Halloween party before the Hocus Pocus yeah, show. Yeah. And, like, you were getting maybe one villain in the mingle part of the mix. Oh, we went and got Maleficent. We were like, this is it. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I did, that's too. Like, I got Maleficent. I got in line for the Evil Queen, and then they shut it down. They were only out for, like, a half hour. Yeah. Not is... even. I can remember talking to the people online in front of me and behind me and being like, so we had photo pass. So I was just going to use the photo pass photographer. I wasn't going to take a picture on my phone or anything. And we were all kind of coming up with a plan for like, you know, we're just going to bang the picture out. So as many of us can get like a picture as possible, you know, right. we weren't going to take our time and we did. And, and they did get a bunch of us in. So it was cool. I'm, I'm good. I'm glad that I'm like good on villain pictures for like ever now, because, um, you know, I went to that gala event. Uh, my roommate Piper brought me to a gala event like two years ago um, that she had gotten into because she's a writer for um, iHorror. Um, so it was like a Halloween gala event for Spooky Empire and it was at Hollywood Studios. So it was like it was after hours. It was all you can eat desserts. Uh, it was right at the base of Tower of Terror. You could ride Tower of Terror all night with no uh, weight, which I didn't do because I don't like that ride. Um, but. They had Maleficent, the Evil Queen, the Queen of Hearts, and Mr. Oogie Boogie there to take pictures with. Oh, Oogie Boogie, that's a great one. Oogie Boogie was the was the main event of the entire night. And so but I mean it was like it was super like you know, there was like no there were only maybe like a hundred people there. So it was like, you know, you got time. I'd like to meet get Frollo. 
Yeah, that'd be a good one. I I feel like that's like a like a DVC uh party kind of thing. Yeah, I'd like to get that one. I gotta tell you, man, I'm really thinking about this DVC. Really? Yeah, somebody gave me the sales pitch when I was in the parks uh, a couple weeks ago, and it's like just you kinda... live in Orlando. Why would you have to do it? Because I would use it for Disneyland, for Aulani, for Disney World, Disneyland Paris. Like I would use it for everywhere else, or I would just use it to get nice rooms here in Orlando every once in a while, and to go to the Moonlight Magic events whenever I wanted without having to be invited by a friend. Right. The, okay because that's the thing like it's not just for disney world it's for everywhere all right i know you don't see the the need to ever do it but i don't know man i don't know i mean that's I, like a that's a for real commitment it's a for real it's a yeah i mean it's 50 years so <laughs> okay who knows if i'll even still be here by the time that's up uh the um Okay, so there's a new color scheme at the Odyssey Pavilion, which is changing into the Epcot experience on October 1st. Okay. So again, you know it's a slow news week, but I'm always I'm always like really interested by color scheme changes to these buildings because we're so used to them, you don't even notice them sometimes, and then all of a sudden a new color pops up and you're like, "Whoa, what's different?" Um the Odyssey Pavilion is now it's different shades of gray with pops of like blue and like a, and like a red on the side. Hmm. So it looks pretty neat. Uh, finally, in Epcot news, they have confirmed uh, the dates for my favorite Epcot festival of the year, the Epcot Festival of the Arts. Are you saying that facetiously, or do you really like oh, it? Oh, no, it's legitimately my favorite festival. I, I, I want to go every time, and it's at a time of year that I'll never be able to go, and I'm like completely jealous. Unless you ever just took a bro trip and came and stayed with your buddy Kev and just went to Disney for a day. I mean, I guess I could. That's interesting. Hmm. That would be awesome. But Man, that would be pretty cool. I know you'd be pretty unpopular around the Mandel family compound if you did that. Yeah, I'd really be hated in my own home, and that yeah. part would. Yeah. Um, the uh, the the festival is going to be taking place from January seventeenth to February twenty fourth. This is bar none my favorite festival of the year. It's so good, like from the artwork to the performances to the food. It's it's unbelievable. It's and it's also. January 17th to February 24th, it's not a lot of time. Right. Especially when you consider that, you know, Food and Wine opened up like a week ago or almost it opened up like two weeks ago and now it's going to be going until mid-November. Uh, Flower and Garden's pretty long too. Right. It's, it's the shortest, it's the best festival of the year, but it's also the shortest in my, you know, well, not shortest in my opinion. It's shortest in fact, but it's best in my opinion. Until we go 24-7 festivals and we'll just stretch these all out. Well, uh, yeah. I mean, at this point, the only time of year where there's no festival is January. Uh, sorry, June and July. Right. Because you go Festival of the Arts, um, you know, in the early uh, January or mid-January. You go Festival of the Arts to Flower and Garden to you know Jan to, to June and July where there's nothing, then you go Food and Wine and then you go um, Holidays Around the World. Yeah. So oh, that Holidays Around the World is so good though. I can't wait for it this year. You know they they had a cookies and milk uh, area 
couple years ago that they've never brought back. It was in the Odyssey Pavilion, and oh, I wish they'd bring that back because that that was awesome. Was it only one cookie? No, it was various different cookies. Like it was, oh, cool. it was all these different kinds of Christmas cookies. Um. All right, so no Animal Kingdom news this week. We do have some uh, Hollywood Studios news. Um, you know, I'll give a brief uh, rundown of the opening for Galaxy's Edge uh, now. I actually went um, with my friend Stephanie and um, my friend Stephanie and Chris and um, also uh, Connor Weber, who's a, a listener to the show. Um, so Connor got there like way earlier than I did. Uh, so people tried to line up at 9 p.m. the night before, like when the park closed, like people were leaving Hollywood Studios and trying to like camp out. And okay. Were, well, Disney never told them to leave, but the Orlando police sure did. Uh, oh, awesome. The Orlando police showed up and threatened everybody with tres- with trespassing charges. And really? Kicked, and kicked, yeah, because people were giving them problems. So they kicked everybody out. So what people did was they went to the resorts, like the boardwalk and whatnot, and they lined up under the bridge in the walkway. Go And like there were like cast members there, like keeping people from like going beyond the bridge. Okay. Uh, so people started lining up there, like in the middle of the night, probably around midnight, one a.m. I woke up at one a.m. Got my friend Stephanie and Chris, and we met up with with Connor there, um, as they moved the the group from the bridge, um, and it intermingled with the group that was in the parking lot. So they didn't open the they opened the they opened the parking lot at three thirty in the morning. So you were allowed to like line up in a car queue at like three in the morning at the toll booths, and then you know get in line there at um 3 30 and then once that was done everybody lined up we were fortunate enough to be pretty far up close to the the touch points but dude i mean it was shoulder i sent you pictures it was shoulder to shoulder wall to wall people um i've never experienced that much body heat in one place before like it was sweltering it was like being in the rainforest like it was you know it was just like and i mean like the rainforest now on fire like it was the rainforest that cafe? Yes, the rainforest cafe. Yeah, uh, it, it was just swelteringly hot. And then so the park was supposed to open at six. They let everyone into the park at like four. I want to say. Okay. Um. So we were able to line up on Hollywood Boulevard, and then we were kind of stopped on Hollywood Boulevard again. Body heat, body heat. Around four thirty, they moved us all over to the the Galaxy's Edge gates or my Muppet Vision three D. Um, and then at around four forty, you were you were like Galaxy's Edge. What, can we just go on Muppet Vision? Yeah, Morty Monster makes that joke in the video. <laughs> That's funny. Um, but so we're lined up there. You know, um, we get these awesome like like uh uh shiny opening day maps, which I got one for you. Um, Thank you. And um, then they around four forty five, so full hour and and um. 15 minutes before the park was supposed to open, they let us into Galaxy's Edge, funneled every... So we're walking in, and you got to watch the Morty video to, like, really appreciate this, because, like, there's... Everyone's cell phones are up, and it's, like, dark, and Galaxy's Edge is all lit up, and people are cheering, and the cast members are all lined up on the side, like, welcoming everyone and cheering. We're walking through the Resistance camp, and Ray and Chewbacca are up by the X-Wing, and people just go ballistic that they're up there. Um, As we walk past the droid shop, the stormtroopers are up on a catwalk, kind of overlooking everything. They wound us around the milk stand, around Kylo's ship, um, and they just wound everyone right to Smuggler's Run. They were like, let's okay. go right. There were, there were some mix-ups where, like, 
how the line kind of like like the line got messed up. The cast members kind of like, but the cast members fixed it. Um, so we all got in line. It was about a two hundred minute wait uh, when we got on it, but I think we got on in like sixty minutes because we got on in sixty minutes because we got we were pretty far up in the line, right? Um, but the, it was it was at capacity like instantly. So uh, we got on. We rode Smuggler's Run. After that, yeah, you know, we we got some we got some blue and green milk, but there wasn't really much else to do because it was so packed. Like even to get into like the um, Doc Hondar's Den of Antiquities would have been like a thirty plus minute wait. Um, there there was just way too much going on. So you know we we filmed some stuff with Morty, uh, met some more stormtroopers and whatnot, and then and then left. So. A couple of things that I didn't notice the first time I was there. There is a um, Connor Weber told me about this. There is a, um, a a crashed escape pod in a crater in Galaxy's Edge. Okay, that is how Captain Rex came to Batu. Oh, okay. Yeah, like there's just that little story element there. So apparently, you know, because he was in the show Rebels. Um, so after Star Tours, he ended up with the Rebellion. And he was he was on he was at the Battle of Jakku, and got shot down, and jettisoned in an escape pod and crash landed on Batu, which is where he's been ever since. Nobody came to look for him. I mean, nobody wanted to look for him. Exactly, but I mean, listen. So I got I not that day, but a couple days later. Here's the thing: Galaxy's Edge has not been very crowded, and I don't know if it was the hurricane stuff or what. Well, it's funny you say that. I, I kind of wanted to ask you about that. So today started my official, like, watch of ride times. Yeah. So I've been – I this morning I've been monitoring it. Right now it's currently at 50 minutes. That's not uh, bad. At 10.52 a.m. But about an hour ago it was at 30 minutes. What? Like – I'm now granted today's day one, so let's give it a couple weeks. But I'm wondering if I don't have to be there crazy early. You still need to be there crazy early, I think. Um, Is that for the experience or? I think a little of both. I mean, my family's not going to want to have to do the experience of yeah, but getting there at five in the morning. Well, I mean, here's the thing. You never know day by day. And there was right, the hurricane. Well, there was yeah, there was the hurricane last week, so that was like the the low wait times. Every day it's been around like fifty to a hundred minutes, pretty much, which is nothing I, for a ride like this. Like like, dude, I I went to Universal the other day. The Hagrid line is still like a hundred minutes. Like, I don't know. I'm more concerned about lines to get into the stores. Well, and that's the other. So here's the, and this is why I think that it's not an anomaly that Smuggler's Run has had low wait times is that there are wait times for pretty much everything else in Galaxy's Edge, um, which they don't tell you on. So, you know, people are making reservations to go build lightsabers and build droids and eat and go into the cantina and eat food. And, you know, they're waiting in line to get into the Den of Antiquities and places like that. It, it it takes away from the smugglers run like Pandora. Look, so Pandora, there's one thing to do in Pandora, one right, and that's flight of passage. I mean, yes, there's the rivers of whatever, but you know the Navi River journey. There's Satuli Canteen. Those things are not huge weight. Like, there's one 
main event. Galaxy's Edge has many main events. And when, you know, I feel like when uh, Rise of the Resistance opens up, Smuggler's Run is going to be like a walk-on. Right. Also, keep in mind, Smuggler's Run has no fast pass yet. And because there's no fast pass, the line moves faster. No, I know. I mean, I heard Bob Iger talking about how like people were saying it's a failure, but like the fact that there's no like real lengthy wait time is like the success. That's what they wanted: the ride capacity, the being able to turn people. Yeah, is that what Bob Iger is 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 saying that it's not a failure? Right. That it's you know that this is what they want. They, they want to have like this. Right. Nobody wants to go there and wait five hours for one ride. Right. You know, like this Hagrid ride, I hear it's great, but I'm not going to see it for a while because the, the the line is always insane. Universal doesn't plan for things like that. Disney does. Uh, here's the other thing. And because people are like, oh, it doesn't look that packed. It doesn't look that packed. It's 14 acres. This land, okay. like a crowd that would jam slam Pandora. Is just business, okay. is business as usual for Galaxy's Edge. Because it's so massive. And the walkways are immense. So you have to kind of think of it that way and not think of it as there's nobody there. It's just, yes, there's lots of people here, but there's a lot of things to do and there's a lot of room here. You know, it's weird. I know some people who have gone to both and I've, I've heard the same criticism online. I've heard that the buildings, let me know if you've heard this, mm-hmm. the buildings, the actual structures in Florida are way more authentic than the paint apps used for Disneyland. Have you heard that? I don't know. I really haven't seen much of the Disneyland. I tried to not see as much of the Disneyland one before going. Like, right. I watched the Tim Tracker video, but that was about it. I didn't really pay attention to that. Weird, right? It is weird. I mean, I don't think it's weird. I think they, knew, I think they put more work. <laughs> Excuse Kevin, me. You okay? Yeah. Um, I think they put more work and more time into the Disney World one because they know where they know where the profitability is. Possible. I think you hit the nail on the head last show where you were like, you said they opened the Disneyland one first because it was a trial run. Yeah, they wanted to have everything kind well, of fluid when you yeah. get to Disney World. And I don't mean to sound like a Disney World elitist right now, but... Like, the more people go to Walt Disney World. That's that's a fact. You know? Yeah, I mean, that's uh, it's just the way it is. It's a bigger place. It's bigger. It's a vacation it's destination. Um, yeah. All right, so a completely memorable experience. I got to go into the cantina as well. I sent you the video from inside the cantina, right? right. That, can- yep. that cantina is top-notch, dude. I mean, that's officially my favorite bar in the whole world. From the drinks... To the to the cast members inside, making it such a great experience. To the theming, there there are lightsaber um, scorch marks on the wall and like blaster bolts because in one I of the, yeah in one of the in one of the Grand Admiral Thrawn novels, um, there is a chapter where Vader and Thrawn go to Batu and get into a fight in Naga's Cantina with some like um, with some insurgents, and like okay. that's there. The remnants of that fight. Um, and, you know, Captain Rex DJing is unbelievable. Have you been to the stores? Yeah, I've been in the stores. Do they have that uh, Batuian Spira? Is that what it's called? That little metal gift card? Yes, I believe they I'm pretty sure they do. 
I totally want to get those. I think that looks awesome. Yeah. Uh, okay, so moving along, uh, mobile ordering is now available at Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, which is another like clutch thing because the line, like the Milk Line or the um, Ronto Roasters or Docking Bay Seven, these lines can be quite long. Uh, now okay. you, you can order it all right from your phone and pick it right up, including the milk stand, which I was very happy to see. Now, let's say I'm there. I'm standing in front of the milk line, and I want to just order it on my phone. Yeah. What do I do? You order it on your phone, and then you click, I'm here, make my order. It's easy. It's super easy. Then you just walk up. So, in up. theory, anyone waiting on that line could just jump that line. Yeah, but they don't realize that. Right. And you shouldn't tell them, because then, you know, you'll be backed up. Mobile ordering is great. Oh, so I ate I ate at um, Docking Bay 7 again. Okay. Yeah. Um, this time I had uh, the, like, it was like a pot roast kind of thing. All right. Dude, unbel- one of the best quick service meals I've ever had in Disney World. Hmm. It was restaurant quality, like meat. It was that good. Um, it was, so it's this giant slab of, of pot roast, pretty much. Um. And I mean, it, it, it's not cheap. It was like eighteen bucks for a right. Okay, so you're paying meal. like restaurant food. You're right? paying restaurant prices at that point. Um, so they give it to me, and it's this like like you know, it's not like cut or anything like that. It's just like a big thick piece of pot roast, and all they give me is one of those little metal sporks, which by the way are awesome. The Star Wars sporks okay. that they give you, like they have these little the metal like themed sporks that look like Star Warsy. Um, so I sit down, and I'm like. This is going to be a disaster. I have no knife. Like how? Like what am I going to do? Like Fred Flintstone? This? Like how? Like, but I touched. Like literally, just like touched the spork to the meat, and the meat like, like, came apart. Like it, it's so tender that it just falls apart. That sounds wonderful. It's so so good. I can't. Like I feel like this is the thing you're going to want to get at Galaxy's Edge. Okay. I mean, the blue milk's what I really want. Well, but... yeah, but blue milk is not a meal. Tell that to Amparo. Right. Oh, by the way, like they sell like a milk jug at the blue milk stand. Okay. Like you can get like a commemorative milk jug that they'll fill up with the milk. And I thought this was really funny. There are two pictures on it, and one is a bantha, and the other one is like that that alien from uh, uh from yeah that Luke squeezed the milk out of. So I'm like they're they're showing you the animals that the milk comes from on the on the jug. Well, I mean, it's not unusual for a milk carton to have a cow on it. That's so. very true. So we got a bantha and a you know weird alien thing that Luke squeezes milk out of. God, you know what? With, with things that got cut from the Last Jedi, I can, you see Ryan Johnson be like, "No, the gross, the gross milk scene with Luke is it has to be in here." Well, you know why that's in there, right? Did you ever watch the behind the scenes? It's on the DVD. No. They spent millions of dollars making that practical monster, and then getting that monster to the island cost even more. It was millions of dollars to get it there, so that was going to be in the movie no matter what. I don't understand they the spent point of millions this. Millions of dollars on it. I don't know. Uh, it is one of the scenes that everybody hates. Like <laughs> one of the many. Um, so Ronto Roasters, the Milk Stand, and Docking Bay Seven <coughs> all have. Mobile ordering now. So take advantage of that. Don't wait in the long line. Uh, Keystone Clothiers on Hollywood Boulevard has reopened. It was closed for a little bit. It has reopened as a Star Wars specific store. Oh, okay. Mostly Galaxy's Edge merchandise. <clears throat> um, 
Because, you know, in Galaxy's Edge, <coughs> they're not selling anything that says Star Wars on it. Right. So all of the, the... I thought about that. Yeah, all of, like, the, the Star Wars Galaxy's Edge merchandise is outside the parks. Like, I I picked up a... Um, they put out a um, a Funko Pop, like a um, the, like a special edition park specific Honda Onaka Funko Pop. Right, I saw that, and I got that from my friend Dave, who is a big collector of Funko Pops, and like he also loves Honda, so he was like, "Oh my god, I need that!" So I had to buy it in the Muppet Store. Hmm. Well, I you know I thought about like I like magnets, like I kind of just wanted a magnet. Mm-hmm. For but that said, like Galaxy's Edge or something, not one that's like a droid. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, so, I'm sure you could find those in like in Keystone Clothiers or any of the other right. Like and in um, uh, Tatooine Traders, they also have like Galaxy's Edge specific merch. Uh, let's talk about the the effect that the TSA had had banned and then unbanned these Star Wars Coke bottles. Have they unbanned them now? They have unbanned them. So news broke. I mean, and it was everywhere. Like CNN was reporting it. that The TSA had banned the circular thermal detonator style uh, Star Wars um, Coke bottles from being put in carry-on or checked luggage because they look like explosives. Right. Right. Big whole hullabaloo. You knew that Disney was going to jump right on that and be like, hey, listen, TSA. Um, apparently they did because the TSA has issued this statement. The issue concerning Star Wars Galaxy's Edge themed soda bottles has recently been brought to our attention by the general public as these items could reasonably be seen by someone as replica hand grenades. We appreciate the concerns being raised because replica explosives are not permitted in either carry-on or check bags. We have completed our review and instructed our officers to treat these as an oversized liquid. Because these bottles contain liquids larger than 3.4 ounces or 100 millimeters, they should be put in checked bags or emptied to be brought in a carry-on item. TSA officers will maintain the discretion to prohibit any item through the screening checkpoint if they believe it possesses a security threat. So you can bring them. Okay. Well, I mean, I'm not going to bring them full. Who would do that? But I am going uh, like, to drink people, it. And then... Some people, are, I think, are, are like not just not opening them. Like mint, right, okay. mint in box, I guess. Um, so uh, let's see what else we got here. Uh, new details have arisen for Rise of the Resistance that opens December 5th in Walt Disney World. Okay. First of all, I saw an overhead view on www.magic.com of the building for this. It's massive. It's got to be. Massive building. Um, the new attraction will take guests aboard a full-size transport shuttle before they are captured by a Star Destroyer and wind up in the middle of a climactic battle between the First Order and the Resistance. The harrowing adventure will blur the lines between fantasy and reality on a scale never before seen in a Disney attraction. So that is like what we've known thus far. Walt Disney Imagineering has issued the following information. Guests will join the Resistance and depart from Batu in a transport ship to meet General Leia Organa at a secret rendezvous point. However, on their way to the hidden base, guests are intercepted and taken prisoner by the First Order as their ship is drawn into the hangar bay of a Star Destroyer. The action then ramps up as guests seek to escape the clutches of Kylo Ren and the First Order. Star Wars Rise of the Resistance will bring guests face-to-face with some of their favorite Star Wars characters, including the Resistance heroes Rey, Poe, and Finn, as well as Kylo Ren General and General Hawks of the First Order. Star Wars Rise of the Resistance is one of the largest attractions Disney has ever created. Its massive show building is a world unto itself, housing two full-sized AT-AT walkers and a Star Destroyer hangar bay, complete with a TIE fighter and a garrison of stormtroopers, plus more thrills and surprises. 
Walt Disney Imagineering will combine multiple ride systems to tell the story um, of, Rise of, Resist- of Rise of the Resistance. In one sequence, a new simulator experience will give the sensation to guests that they are falling from space to crash land on Batu. During a portion of the experience, guests will race through a Star Destroyer in a trackless ride vehicle featuring an onboard droid that reacts to its surroundings. Okay. <laughs> what? Great. That sounds great. This sounds amazing. Like, I can't even. I can't even put it into words. Like, it sounds so good. Like, multiple rides yeah. in one? Sign me. I heard that it's like a 30-minute experience. Now, you're going to have to transfer, I assume, from this thing to this thing. Yeah. From the shuttle to the the, ride, the trackless ride vehicle to, you know. Right. There's got to be a walking portion, I assume. Yeah, I'm sure. Like, and But they're right. going to have to really, like, be on top of, like, the loading and unloading for those. Yep. Because, like, could you imagine, like, the ride just stops because they're loading somebody in, like, the next portion? Somebody's not yeah, pulling, well, they'll have, they'll have some, a way. Yeah, someone's not pulling on the yellow strap. Again, like, we, we say these things, like, because we're thinking about it, but I'm sure Disney has thought about it ad nauseum and developed the system. Like, when we were when we were talking about the Skyliner, we were like, there's no air conditioning. I'm sure Disney had has thought of that, and, and it's okay. You don't think that they listened to our show and they were like, oh, my God, guys, we, we forgot. We air totally messed up and two men in the mouse <laughs> pointed it out. We need to figure this out. Um, we put these metal boxes out in the sun and we totally forgot about the people inside. They're <laughs> going to be hot. The cast members that tested out the first run came back as charred husks. Um, <laughs> OK, so that does it for the news this week. So, OK. Not a lot of news, but some big news. Uh, We're going to take a quick break here from our sponsors and the rest of the White Dragon Podcast Network and be back with our e-ticket attraction of the week. So stay tuned, folks. More Two Men in the Mouse coming at you right after this. You know, Pete, it's hard work planning a Disney vacation. Of course. Your whole family has to get going. You got to pack everything up. You got to figure out where you're eating. You got to figure out where you're staying. But you know what makes life so much easier makes your trip planning a more fun experience? Tell me. That sounds like something I need. Absolutely. You need a travel agent. Do we know one of those? We absolutely do. We know our good friend and sponsor, Dave Weikert of Magical Travel, the official travel agent of Two Men in the Mouse, folks. We've both used him. Yes, we have. Dave Weikert plans our Disney vacations all the time, and we would not recommend him if we didn't use his services ourselves. Dave started his Cranford-based business here in 2008 and in that time has been planning hundreds of Walt Disney World vacations. Dave plans every trip as if it were his own and you will never find someone more passionate about Disney. Very easy to work with and will do his best to make sure you're satisfied. Working with Dave you're likely to pay less and get more and what's better than that Peter Mandel? Tell me. You never pay a charge for Dave's services. It is 100% free. Dave will plan your entire trip for no additional cost to you. That sounds awesome. Absolutely. Dave has helped over 875 families enjoy their Disney vacations. A graduate of the College of Disney Knowledge, Dave has visited every Disney World resort and has personally stayed at 12 Disney World resorts. He's dined also at every Disney restaurant. He's crazy about Disney food. That is an accomplishment. Absolutely. I wish I could say I did that. That's like the snack challenge times 10. Yep. Dave also gives you Disney dollars for land packages and shipboard credits for any Disney Cruise Line vacations you might be going. Uh, This can be used as cash at any Disney destination or store. Traveling with kids in your party, Dave will also provide you autograph books for all your kids. 
You give them to us? Absolutely. Your kids went down with Dave Weicker autograph books. Of course. Well, Disney autograph books supplied by Dave Weicker. Depends how his name on Dave simplifies your life by booking your complete vacation, including resort stay, airlines, Disney meal plans, and park passes. Also, checks daily for new discounts. When specials are announced, he immediately checks availability and rebooks your vacation at the lowest possible price. Dave can also book all your Disney dining and will do his best to get hard-to-book reservations like Cinderella's Royal Table and Be Our Guest. It's really, truly a no-brainer. Folks, take the stress out of your life. Dave Weikert of Magical Travel, the official travel agent of Two Men in the Mouse. If you and your family are taking a trip to the Orlando area this year, your little ones deserve to stroll in style. Lugging a stroller from home can be an annoying and frustrating part of the first leg of your journey, and renting those hard plastic strollers from Disney theme parks can be both costly and uncomfortable for your kids. Well, I'm here to tell you about the solution to your child transport problems, and that's Kingdom Strollers. Kingdom Strollers is a Disney-featured stroller and crib provider that does exactly what you're looking for at a great price. Not only is it less expensive than renting a stroller from the theme parks themselves, but these are padded luxury models with features like drink holders, canopies, storage baskets, and more. What's more, you keep this stroller with you for your entire trip, whereas park-rented strollers, you got to return them before you leave the park that day. This is going to make those late-night post-fireworks bus stop cues so much easier, and Dad's shoulders are going to thank you for it. So, how does it work? You just go to kingdomstrollers.com and make your selection on the stroller or crib that's right for your child. Just let the good folks over there know a great time for delivery and pickup and where you'll be staying. You can pick your stroller or crib up from the luggage stand at your resort and then drop them back off there at the end of your stay. So pack light, leave your stroller at home, and save up to a whopping 50% versus park price stroller rentals when you visit kingdomstrollers.com. Hi there, this is Monica Pinto from the Mouse in Our House podcast, inviting you to join me here every other Friday for all things Disney from my perspective. Let's face it, with our fast-paced lives in a crazy world, always running from one place to another, from hectic work days to family responsibilities, from household chores to those never-ending errands, it sometimes seems impossible to survive until your next Disney trip. How to turn that around? Easy, by keeping a little bit of that Disney magic in our everyday lives. So go ahead, sit back, relax, grab a cup of coffee and a little something sweet, and let's chat Disney. Join me here on the White Dragon Podcast Network every other Friday where we'll celebrate all the magic, all the fun, all the memories, and even some stuff that's not so magical. But don't worry, a little bit of pixie dust should take care of that. So until then, I hope you remember to keep the mouse in your house. Hello, I'm Storybook Julius, the White Dragon Podcast Network's resident Canadian and the host of Storybook Radio, a Walt Disney World and Universal Studios podcast appearing every Wednesday here on WDPN. Walt Disney was a storyteller, and well, so am I. Now, I'm not saying that I'm as cool as Walt Disney or anything, but I'm saying that if you're looking for a unique take on the Walt Disney World and Universal Studios theme parks, with immersive looks at their stories, backstories, and histories, you've come to the right place. Head on over to iTunes, Stitcher, or Podomatic to subscribe to and download the Storybook Radio podcast each and every Wednesday. You can also check out www.storybookradio.com for more details and more content. Hello, humans! My name is Morty Monster, and I'm... uh, Well... I'm a monster. I'm here as an exchange student from the monster world, where growing up I fell in love with the world of human pop culture. 
Unfortunately, not a lot of monsters share that passion, so I came here to experience all of these things that I love and to share that passion with all of you. I do this through my YouTube channel with regular video blogs. One of my favorite things to do is film while in the theme parks of Orlando, Florida. Join me in Walt Disney World, Universal Studios, SeaWorld, and more. I'll also be reviewing comic books, web videos, TV shows, movies, and other awesome stuff. Find me on Facebook at facebook.com slash MortyMonster. I'm on Instagram as MortyMonster and Friends. I'm also on Twitter as MortyMonsterBFF. From there, you can find a link to my YouTube videos. Please like, subscribe, love, sign up for notifications and more for all the Morty content. I can't wait to share my adventures with all of you. Morty Monster! Folks, I don't know if you've noticed, but it gets hot in Central Florida. Blazingly hot. The afternoons in Walt Disney World under that Orlando sun can sometimes be unbearable to a lot of people. Thankfully, Disney understands how hot it is here in Orlando, otherwise they wouldn't have built a theme park here. As such, they've made a number of frozen treats available for your consumption to help cool you down. We're talking ice cream, we're talking slushies, we're talking everything under the sun that can melt. And we felt like we needed a definitive guide to some of our favorite um, go-to ice cream and frozen treats. So that's why this week for our e-ticket attraction of the week, Pete and I are talking about our favorite ice cream and frozen treats in Walt Disney World. And the e-ticket attraction this week is brought to you by our friends at Kingdom Strollers, who will rent you the Cripper Strollers of your dreams and deliver it right to your Disney Resort. Check them out at KingdomStrollers.com. Pete. Ice cream in Walt Disney World. A must-do, right? I mean, I can't imagine people going and not getting some form of ice cream on a trip. Especially if you're going to the dog. It might be daily for us. Yeah, like... So, yeah, you you do the, um... You you do daily? Uh, I don't need daily, but, I mean, my my kids are on vacation. They like ice cream. What can I do? You know? Absolutely. All right, well, I've broken this down kind of park by park. Now, we are not going to talk about every single ice cream or frozen offering in Walt Disney World. We're just going to talk about things that we have experienced or seen and that we enjoy. You know? Cause, and here's the thing. This list will be out of date in like a month uh, because Disney's always adding and taking things away. But a lot of yeah. the staples will always remain. Uh, so let's talk about things that are in general that you can find in pretty much every park and every location. The premium Mickey bar. Classic. Classic. Um, vanilla, snack option. Yep, snack option. Vanilla ice cream on a popsicle stick, covered in a chocolate casing. Tray magnifique. It's <clears throat> a staple of Walt Disney World. Uh, you know they actually started selling them in stores recently, like oh, supermarkets. Yeah? yeah, I have a freezer full of them right now. Oh, that's hysterical. I just had one the other night while I was sitting here working on this new puppet. Um, so the premium Mickey bar is that your go-to? The premium Mickey bar. It is not. As a matter of fact, I don't remember the last time I've had one. They're wonderful. I just feel like there's so many options there yes. that I probably am not getting that. Well, and when I'm getting just a generic ice cream treat from like one of the carts, I'm usually getting the cookies and cream Mickey ice cream sandwich. 
You know, for me, I'm not someone that wants to hold an ice cream. I know that sounds crazy, but it is Florida, and typically they tend to melt. I prefer something more Sunday-ish or like in a waffle bowl, something like that. I get that. So the I, well, I, there are ways around the meltiness. So, um, and the, you know, one of the one of one of the best uh, ways to avoid melty Mickey bars is uh, quickly going out of fashion as Disney eliminates drink lids. But okay, I used to be I would take a I would take a plastic drink lid and I would turn it upside down and I would push the um the popsicle stick through the drink lid and then hold it like that oh, so it kinda, yeah so it's kind of like a little receptacle to catch the melted ice cream from getting on your hand um with cookies and That's cream ice cream, with the cookies and cream ice cream sandwich i leave it in the wrapper like i hold yeah that's true i hold the wrapper and i kind of push it through to like eat it you know whenever i have to also in a lot of these kiosks you're going to have a fro- a frozen strawberry bar which I've never even attempted to have. And ironically, uh, I've had that. And a frozen lemonade. Okay. Minute, minute, minute. My daughter is, um, she almost much prefers fruity to ice cream. Those little frozen strawberry lemonade cups that you see. Yeah. Uh, she probably has two or three of them a trip. She loves it. Now, here's the problem. My daughter, notorious slow eater. Oh, oh. That thing is frozen solid. Yes. And I mean, it's frozen solid for a while. Mm-hmm. We have all finished whatever treat we're having, and we are at the gate of the next attraction we are about to ride, and she is like kind of maybe sort of working into this a little bit. It can be a problem. <laughs> but, you know, when it does melt... It's just lemonade at that point. You can just drink it. That's true. So these are things that you can find pretty much everywhere. There are any ice cream like cart that you'll find throughout any of the parks and Disney Springs. Uh, that's one people don't realize you can get the premium Mickey bar. Like if you really want that park experience of having your your Mickey bar, but you're not going to the parks, Disney Springs. Go to Kevin's like, Freezer. Well, no, don't go to Kevin's Freezer. Those are mine, and you can't have them. But uh, you can go to Disney Springs, and there's uh, the ice cream carts there. Everywhere. Like, they're all over the place. Um, Magic Kingdom. So Magic Kingdom has the Plaza Ice Cream Parlor, which is a great place to get any kind of, like, Sunday. Do you guys ever go there? That is a stop for us every trip. Okay. What's the typical Mandel family um, purchase at the Plaza Ice Cream Parlor? Um, I can imagine my wife and my daughter go simple. Mm-hmm. They will typically just go like ice cream with sprinkles. Okay. My son has seen, I know currently they have a monster brownie Sunday. Have they you do. seen that? Yes, I've seen that. He wants that and I fear it's going to be gone by the time we get there. I know that's their like special for this month. Um, so he typically goes more extreme. Okay. What about you? Uh, so I got to kind of gauge the situation because I know that there's a chance that everyone's not even going to come remotely close to eating all these things. Right. So if that's the case, I will get nothing and just kind of like, you, you know, you, pick you, at whatever. Right, you, you seagull it. Right. Right. But it depends. Sometimes I get something. My wife actually typically gets, um, mint chocolate chip ice cream. That's cool. When we're there. That's, that's her thing. The claim to fame of the Plaza ice cream, uh, parlor, which by the way, this is right on, uh, Main Street USA. It is on the other side of Casey's Corner. So like Casey's Corner is on your left. This will be on your right as you walk towards Cinderella Castle. Uh, right, right by the Plaza restaurant as well. 
The claim to fame here is the kitchen sink sundae, which is not the kitchen sink that you can get at Beaches and Cream, which we'll talk about later. This is a much more simple. Um, it, it's a pretty big sundae, like it's like a couple scoops, and but it, it comes in a souvenir um, Mickey Mouse like bowl that looks like Mickey's pants, but it's also a sink. Right. Which is pretty neat. I think it's a really cool little souvenir. Um, now, you can't talk Magic Kingdom ice cream without talking about the Sleepy Hollow ice cream sandwich. It's it is something. Yeah, this is one of this is one of your typical go tos, right? Um, yes. So you know, in the past, we've made the mistake of you know the story that right? where we got like multiples of this thing. Well, you right? know, every, every every episode of Two Men and the Mouse is somebody's first, and this was a very early Two Men and the Mouse story that you told like back when the show started in 2014. So bring bring me through this experience again. We had gone there and seen that there was an ice cream sandwich on the menu. Now, my wife likes an ice cream sandwich here and there, and I wanted a funnel cake, which was the real reason why we were stopping. Right. There was an open table. We could sit down in the shade, chill out for a little bit. This is Sleepy Hollow so, in Liberty Square. Correct. At which point, my son also likes ice cream sandwiches. So I go up to the uh, window with, you know, many, many snack options in tow, and I'm like, I want a funnel cake and two ice cream sandwiches and they're like oh okay so i run the snack options and they're boop 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 i go to the next window where the food comes out and they bring two enormous right cookie ice cream sandwiches it is two this is not meant for cookies. one person it is two <laughs> enormous fresh baked cookies with how, how many scoops of ice cream is it is it three is it two it's is it lot. too many it's a lot. This is not meant for one human being. No. So I'm trying to carry all this stuff to the table, and they're like, uh, at which point, I think we just literally scrapped one of them, just kind of like picked out another one. It's too much, but in a wonderful way. Yeah. It, like, and you know, it's funny, like, this is kind of where the snack, the, um, the dining plan kind of betrayed you here a little bit because the, you know, they cost a lot more than a regular ice cream sandwich, obviously. So if you were not using a snack option, that would have been the warning bell that like, hey, something's up. This isn't a regular ice cream sandwich. Right. Uh, but it pretty, you know, that's one of the best things to use one of your snack credits on because like, it, like I see people using it on a bag of chips or a bottle of water. And I'm like, what are you doing? You can get two full size cookies with ice cream in the middle. They also have a number of. Uh, so currently, you know what? Let's let's talk about the the ele- the elephant in the room right now. There's the Dole Whip, obviously. Yeah, that's a must. The Dole with the pineapple soft serve that is the most popular snack in all of Walt Disney World. Um, just beating out the um, the carrot cake cookie. The uh, number two. The number two most popular most snack popular. in the world. Most popular. Available everywhere. So uh, the Dole Whip, obviously available as a float on pineapple juice. I personally don't like that. I think it's a little too much pineapple. Um, you can also get a Dole Whip swirl with vanilla ice cream, but you can only get that, that at the Polynesian. I like that one because it cuts... Kind of the acidity yeah. of the pineapple because it's very pineapple. Yeah, that, I'm a citrus swirl guy myself. So now on top of this, Dole has has released a couple of new specialty ice cream cones that can be found in the Magic Kingdom currently. All right, okay. Um, the Hey Hey cone, inspired by Moana, it is okay. a blue sugar cone topped with raspberry soft serve pineapple and pineapple Dole Whip. It has sugar eyes and sour candy. And it's at Aloha Isle in Adventureland. So same place that you get the Dole Whip. You can yep. also get the Hey Hey Cone, which is... That ra- sounds kind of good. Yeah, raspberry and pineapple together. Storybook Treats has the Lost Princess Cone. 
which is inspired by Rapunzel. This is Storybook okay. Treats over in Fantasyland. It's a purple cone, and it has uh, lemon soft serve and edible flowers on it. Hmm. Really good. My friend Becky had it recently. It was really good. Uh, at okay. An- at Anti-Gravity's Galactic Goodies over in Tomorrowland, you can get the Adventurers Out There cone, which is inspired by Up. It's a blue sugar cone topped with mango soft serve and candy balloon pieces. That sounds kind of good, too. They all sound kind of good. They're really good, yeah. Um, the uh, the one that I really want is the Lost Princess cone, because uh, I, like, I like lemon. Right, me too. Yeah. So now, over in Adventureland, you also have the Citrus Swirl at the Sunshine Tree Terrace, which is looked over by our friend, the adorable and comparable Orange Bird. So now right. this is this is a this is an orange slush. So it's not orange ice cream, it's orange slush mixed with vanilla soft serve ice cream to create this like creamsicle kind of flavor. Like if you don't like citrus, you're not going to like this. <laughs> yeah, that's that's probably a safe bet. Um but they also have something called now the orange swirl, which is orange soft serve ice cream mixed with vanilla ice cream. So you have two options. So there's one for the orange lover and one for the non-orange lover. You can also get this as a float, and they float it on top of uh, orange soda, which is probably my favorite frozen treat in all of the Magic Kingdom. That sounds good. The citrus swirl float, so good. Speaking of floats, they also have a Peter Pan float over at Storybook Treats in Fantasyland. Now, this is a this is key lime soft serve ice cream, which right away you've got my attention. Uh, floated on top of Sprite. Mm, and it's got like a, yeah, it's got like an edible like red feather candy piece in there as well. This you think anyone in your party is going to be getting the Peter Pan float? <sighs> I don't know. This kind of sounds good. It is really good. Like I highly recommend it. So that's everything I've got for for Magic Kingdom. I'm sure there are other awesome things to get there. It's just not something that I've personally had or have encountered. So we're gonna move over to Epcot. Okay, in Epcot for me, there's one main event for ice cream. And that is the Croc du Glacier in France. Yep. So what this is, folks, if you've never had it, oh, it's so amazing. They take a warm, fresh-baked brioche bun. <coughs> they cut it in half. They will put a scoop of your preferred ice cream inside of it. And then cover it with either raspberry or chocolate syrup. Uh, then they will um, put the other half of the bun on top and press it in a waffle press. So that it's nice. Well, and a wa- right. It's a waffle press that they have designed to yeah. have the brioche bun. It's not yes. an actual. It's not, right. a, not yeah, it's not like a waffle pattern. When I did it the first time, I went with no sauce, thinking I just really like vanilla ice cream. Right. Uh, I th- now for me the raspberry is the one. They don't put a ton of it on, so it's not like it's like globbed with sauce. The sauce like the just chocolate. kind of cuts through. Yeah, I get. I, I'm not much chocolate guy. I'm a I'm a raspberry. Okay. The raspberry kind of cuts through the bun and vanilla, so it is a nice little add-on. Oh, it's, it's a literal ice cream sandwich, folks. If you've never had it, it is unbelievable. Pete, was that a snack option when you went? It is not. Yeah, I didn't think so. It is not. Now, what they do have is a snack option there that my kids love. My kids love macarons. Yes. So they have a, a ice cream macaron sandwich. It's pink and looks delicious. Um, that is a snack option, and my kids love them. Okay, so folks, if you've had, if you've had this, let me know and like post pictures in the in the Facebook group, facebook.com/groups/slash two men and the mouse, because I love seeing 
this ice cream because it's just so top-notch good. Um, there's gelato over in Italy, which you can get. Yep. I love gelato. Uh, in Japan, you've got the kakigori, which is a shaved ice that they add flavoring into. Uh, now, this was one of our top 10 snacks when we did that ages ago, which I think we need to redo that list at some point. We should, yeah. Um, so the kakigori, it's, it's pretty big. <laughs> and now, but the but the awesome thing about the kakigori is when you get the sweet milk topping on top of it. You know, the last time I got this, the kakigori was a snack option. The sweet milk topping was not. No, you had to you had to pay a dollar seven yeah. to get the sweet milk topping. Yeah, was so funny, but totally worth it. So here's something for for some of our adult listeners uh, in over in Japan at the same booth where you can get the uh, kakigori, you can get a frozen Kirin draft beer. Okay, you following me here? Well, I'm following you. All right, so it, it's like a, essentially it's exactly what it sounds like. It's like a beer slushy. Hmm. Now, I know some of you are like that sounds gross, but I'm going to read Disney's official description of it. Already hit in Tokyo, Japan, and sold at more than 650 locations. You'll find the frozen Kirin in the Garden House, the Kabuki Cafe, and in the Tokyo Dining Restaurant. Um. For the record, it's a light frozen topping made of beer that keeps the actual liquid draft beer nice and cold for about 30 minutes. The topping looks like ice cream, but it's actually beer and tastes like beer. Interesting. I was very apprehensive when I first tried this. I was like, there's no way this is going to be any good. I loved it. I really, really loved it. I thought it was great. Hmm. So uh, moving along. They've also got the, uh, also for adults, the frozen Grand Marnier slush, uh, slushies that you can get in the France Pavilion are another big, great frozen adult beverage. Have you ever had, has your wife ever had one of these? No. I feel like she'd probably like them. They're, it's, a, it's a good adult beverage. Okay. Uh, now, the, uh, and now one of your favorite things, Pete, is the, uh, the ice cream funnel cake that you can get in the uh, U.S. Pavilion. I mean, if my favorite thing, I've only had it once because I'm a purist when it comes to funnel cake, yes. but that one time was wonderful. Now you got to change it up the entire way that you know a funnel cake because I'm a messy hands, pull it apart kind of person. Oh, and this is almost more of a fork and knife, like ice cream with a bunch of funnel cake. But man, it is a good, I never thought that combo would work. Yeah. I, ice cream on a funnel cake. Um, it's delish. I had it last year, uh, when I went to see Postmodern Jukebox. <clears throat> I got the funnel cake ice cream. And so it's like, <clears throat> folks, it's not like a, uh, like a scoop of ice cream on top of a funnel cake. No, like they cut a slab off of a brick yep. of ice cream and lay it on top of your funnel cake to the point where it looks like a giant piece of butter. I told you, uh, and this is another story from the past I've already told in this yeah. podcast, but the first time I did it, my kids were already inside sitting down. I was running in with the ice cream with the slab of, of with the funnel cake with the slab of ice cream on it. People, nice family held the door for me and they're like, hey, excuse me, what is that on top of that funnel cake? And I said, butter? <laughs> and I thought they were going to pass out. I mean, it is literally like, you know, a two-inch thick slab yeah. of like vanilla ice cream. I let them walk a little bit and then told them, I'm only kidding, it's ice cream. But uh, I couldn't resist the, uh, yeah. the horrified look. Paula Dean is sitting inside the funnel cake house <laughs> making... <laughs> okay, so that does it for Epcot for me. Uh, anything else in Epcot that you that you like getting ice cream-wise? No, those, those are the ones. Yeah. Hollywood Studios, I mean, when I get 
ice cream in Hollywood Studios, like regular ice cream. I like to get it from Dinosaur Gertie's just because it's a big dinosaur. Right. Uh, but there's really not a lot. It's not like really specialty ice cream. It's mostly just the regular like Mickey bar, Mickey ice cream sandwich. Um, the uh, the main event for me for ice cream in Hollywood Studios, there's two items. And again, it's funnel cake. So you've got the, okay. ep- the Epic Eats, which used to be the Oasis Eats um, thing right outside of Indiana Jones. They yep. have a cookies and cream ice cream funnel cake that looks like they, they make to look like Mickey Mouse. The ears and everything like that. So you've got, um, so it's a funnel cake with cookies and cream and soft serve vanilla ice cream. So you've got soft, so it's, and it's not, so it's not the brick of ice cream. It's actual soft serve on top of it. So you've got the soft serve ice cream and you've got like Oreos on top of it. Interesting. They also have a funnel cake with strawberry topping and soft serve vanilla ice cream, which is a Minnie Mouse one. Okay. So, I mean, you could also get a soft serve cone there, which by the way, Never underestimate the power of a soft serve cone. Yeah, that's the classic, you know. I mean, I I love it. Animal Kingdom doesn't really have much in the way of specialty ice cream that I've encountered. There might be more that I've missed, but I the one thing for me is the Dole Whip with rum. That's the thing you can get it right there in Africa. See, it's funny. Speaking of the waffle cone soft serve, there is a all the way in the back by um, – Everest? Expedition Everest. Yeah. There's that little ice cream bus. Yes. I think it's the Andujar. I think it's actually called like the ice cream bus. It's I don't remember. And, and the Andapur ice cream truck. Yeah, there you go. And I always get a soft serve cone there. Yeah, the thing that like, I like literally there, every time. Like you can you can get an ice cream float with any with any uh fountain beverage choice there. So if you're mm-hmm. like I want a Coke float, I want a Diet Coke float, I want a uh, you know, like I want a Sprite float, you can get it there. I mean, why not? I mean, the Anapur ice cream truck's menu is super limited. Yes. It is um, a soft serve waffle cone, the float, a bottle of water, a fountain beverage, or, now this is an adult beverage, McKenzie's Black Cherry Hard Cider Float. Okay. So those are your options there. So this is perfect for, like, you and Abby who are not riding Everest. Oh, Abby is, though, so that is the problem. Oh, now. Abby rides Everest now. Okay. Yep, so now Abby is like, Daddy, you have to come ride this, so we're going to find out. Has she ridden it yet, or is this a new thing? Yeah, okay. she rode it last time. I think you can handle Everest. If I can handle Everest, you can handle it. It doesn't go upside down or anything. I know. I'm really weird with Everest. Like, I, I chicken out on it sometimes. I don't know why. Over at Disney Springs, <clears throat> they have one of my favorite things uh, in a couple different places. It's called It's called Gelati. Now, it's not gelato. It's called gelati. Okay. It's Italian ice and soft serve ice cream. Okay. So you've got like a layer of soft serve, a couple scoops of Italian ice, a layer of soft serve, a couple of scoops of Italian ice. I get a cherry uh, Italian ice or water ice if you're from another part of the, which I, I hate that term, water ice. It's like, isn't all ice water? And uh, I get a cherry Italian ice and vanilla soft serve, and it's good. Okay. Oh, a lot. You can there's also the Ghirardelli right there, which is everybody loves the ice cream from Ghirardelli. They have have you ever eat, have you ever gotten ice cream from there? I have not. I mean, I've been in there, but I've never gotten they the have ice a lot cream. Of, so let me read off some of their specialty sundays to you. Ocean Beach Sea Salt Caramel Sundae, Treasure Island Warm Brownie Sundae, uh it's a regular hot fudge sundae, Chrissy Field Cookie Bits Sundae, Muir Woods Black Cherry Vanilla Sundae, Marina Raspberry Sorbet Sundae. 
Golden Gate Banana Split, Earthquake Family Favorite, which serves four. That's eight scoops of ice cream with eight toppings and banana with whipped cream, <laughs> whipped cream, diced almonds, Ghirardelli mint dark chocolate chips, and cherries. That's a lot. That's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> um, the Presidio Passion Strawberry Hot Fudge Sundae, the Strike It Rich Butterscotch Hot Fudge Sundae, and the Lands Eat Salted Caramel Brownie Sundae. So they've got a lot going on here. You know, my problem isn't that I wouldn't get it. I, I totally would. It's that I'm typically at Springs with some form of agenda. Yeah. You know, like when I'm in a park, it might be three o'clock and we've been, you know, kicking it since rope drop. And now it's like, hey, why don't we just sit and chill out for right. 45 minutes? Right. When I'm in Springs, it's typically to do something, to go to a restaurant, to do this. Like, I'm not typically just hanging out there. Is, That's there, the is there a Springs Day on your uh, on your upcoming trip? We are going to the boathouse. You will be picking us up from there, Kevin. Yes, to go to um to Hollywood Studios. Yes, I remember. Correct. Now. Um, the uh, see, I feel like like if you ever did come down for just like a bro trip, like it would we'd have to like go just go to Disney Springs one night and walk around like after the park's closed, and hope that Free Daps is there. I haven't seen them in a while. They might be gone. That's a bummer. Yeah. Right. Like the legend dies. Um, there's also a gelato place over in Disney Springs, which is really good. I've gone to this, like, I haven't really, I haven't gone to, um, the gelato place in Epcot. That's why we kind of glossed over it. But Vivoli Il Gelato at Disney Springs was, is, is great. I first discovered it when I lost a bet to my, my best friend, Jenna. Um, and she beat me in Mario Kart. So I had to buy her ice cream at Disney Springs and she chose this place and it was good. Real good. They have a lot of different flavors. Um, crema, con- um, cream custard, cannoli, uh, hazel, chocolate hazelnut, cookies and cream, <laughs> regular hazelnut, peanut butter, rice pudding, shredded coconut, vanilla bean, Italian coffee cake, salted caramel, pistachio, mint chocolate chip, dark chocolate, coffee, chocolate chip, and black cherry. Okay. It's so, so good. You can even get a dipped cone there, which I love. Yeah. Dipped cones are awesome. Dipped cones are the way to go. Um, now, also over at the World of Coke, which you've been to the World of Coke, right? Of course. Yeah, you got to meet that polar bear. Yeah, you got to meet the polar bear. And the rooftop bar, they have a cherry Coke float, which is one of my favorite under $5 uh, snacks in Disney World. Okay. It's just a couple of pe- a couple of scoops of vanilla ice cream uh, with cherry Coke and a couple of maraschino cherries. Simple, but I hmm. like it. Under five bucks can't beat that. Under five bucks. Now, over in the water parks, uh, there's only one thing that I wanted to point out here. There is, um, it's called the um, Sand Pale Sunday, and it's at Typhoon Lagoon. Um, it's at the um, Happy Landings Ice Cream over at Typhoon Lagoon. It is a, it's a swirl soft serve with caramel hot fudge, Oreo cookies, and waffle cone pieces topped with whipped cream, Mickey sprinkles, and a cherry. And that is okay. served, it's served like in a sand pail with like a shovel. Oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah, Makes sense. Neat, theming. Right? Uh, I like any kind of theming. Yeah. And, but now the, the big place to go to, if you are shopping for ice cream outside the parks is beaches and cream. Yeah. So much so that you need an ADR for this. It, it, that place it, is no joke. It's no joke. They're expanding it though. They're making it bigger because it's always packed. Um, now, I mean, you've got, it's a full, it's a full on restaurant too. Like there are entrees. You can get a burger, you can get a patty melt, 
you know, Turkey forever. Club. Forever. Their burger always won best burger on property forever. I haven't had their burger yet, and I really want to try it. I did. Um, it's good. When I go there, it's usually just for the ice cream. Uh, they have a grilled banana bread and peanut butter dessert. They've got a strawberry shortcake, but the ice cream is where it's. So they have a whole bunch of shakes. You can get an ice cream soda, a Coca root beer float, um, a hand dipped ice cream cone or cup, uh, frozen sunshine, which is rainbow sherbet. Um, rainbow sherbet. I used to always say sherbet. Apparently, it's sherbet. Uh, vanilla ice cream and seltzer blended uh, and topped with whipped cream and candy and a candied orange slice. There are okay. malts and milkshakes, a chocolate brownie milkshake, a strawberry mini milkshake, and a Mickey confetti milkshake. Now, the Sundays, classic banana split, a fudge mudslide, Snickers Sunday, which is three scoops of vanilla smothered in hot fudge, marshmallow topping, and Snickers pieces topped with whipped cream, chopped peanuts, and a cherry. An old fashioned Sunday uh, with three scoops or two, and something called the No Way Jose, which is a peanut butter and hot fudge delight featuring chocolate and vanilla ice cream peanut butter and chocolate morsels whipped cream and a cherry now we all know what the big main event here is the kitchen sink 30 have you ever had it yes i have not and when i swear to you every time we've gone there which is only three i think i've seen other people get it and i feel satisfied seeing it it's it's, does that make sense yes because it is a um it's a spectacle right so the kitchen sink, they say it serves four, but I went with a group of like 10 and we tackled it. Right. You got a scoop of, ev- it's $34, first of all. Um, You get a scoop of every ice cream they have. So vanilla, chocolate, strawberry, cookies and cream, and mint chocolate chip smothered in every single topping that they have. Um, you can also get it like you can get it Neapolitan style, which is just chocolate, vanilla, and strawberry, or you can get it chocolate okay. lovers, which is like a bunch of different, you know, like all chocolate. Um, it's no joke. It comes to you in a big, huge, like steel bowl that looks like a kitchen sink, and it's they put two full cans of whipped cream on it. <laughs> now, here's the problem with tackling it with a large group. This is the problem that I encountered. All right. You can't see what kind of ice cream you're getting because it's so much whipped cream. Right. So some people that didn't like mint chocolate chip, for instance, got a big helping of mint chocolate chip. I could see where that'd be a problem. And it's I like mean, camouflaged. Yeah, and I mean every topping, dude. Every single I, topping. I would want this deconstructed. I'd want each ice cream in its own bowl. You can't put do that. And put you, you're complete. You're, this is a gamble. This is like this Birdie, is why I couldn't do it. Birdie bots every flavored beans. Like you're going in, right? It's I I would do it again in a heartbeat. I loved it. I absolutely loved it. It was so good. Um, I'd actually tackle it with a smaller group next time. I think to get more, more ice cream, more ice cream, um, and then you know get kind of sick. Also over at the right. boardwalk, <laughs> you've got Ample Hills Creamery, which as I've said before. Fantastic handmade ice cream. Uh, you can get a cone made out of a chocolate chip cookie. Right. Um, yeah, you just brought that up I recently. That does sound good. Yeah, I brought it up a few weeks ago, and it, it's it's really good. So good that they're opening up a second shop in Disney Springs. <coughs> you can also get ice cream at Disney Springs uh, from Sprinkles, the cupcake place. I've never had their ice cream. I'm usually just there for the cupcakes. 
Okay. Which, dude, they've got some good cupcakes there. I don't know if you've ever gone there and used the cupcake ATM machine. Yeah. I had a cupcake there one time that had uh, Cinnamon Toast Crunch on it. Okay. I had another one that had Fruity Pebbles on it. Like, really, really good stuff. Big fan of adding cereal into desserts. Uh, uh, yeah, it's hard to go wrong with that. Yeah. All right. Well, any other ice cream that you want to add to our list today? Before you go to Not our that, I mean, you covered every ice cream that I eat there. So. Oh, good. I'm glad. Um, our friends around the world have weighed in on this. Now, <laughs> it's funny. I brought up this. We first had the idea for this topic on in June. So on June 24th, I said, Mousers, for this week's show, <laughs> um, what is your favorite ice cream or frozen treat in Walt Disney World? And they responded. So Becky Adams, um, a.k.a. Actrez, who you should all check her out on social media. Um, she's also running. She does a, a puppet blog as well. It's one of my inspirations. Um, good friend of mine. And her her, her and her monster friend, Beppy, um, you know, do a lot of really great stuff over on TikTok and stuff like that. Becky said the Rapunzel cone in New Fantasyland. Uh, she posted a picture of it. I was actually sitting next to her when she took that picture. Jamie Rose says pressed brioche ice cream sandwich at Epcon's La Artisan de Glacier, which is the croque de glacier that we mentioned. Katie Nelson Culpepper says Kakigori and giant ice cream sandwich. Two chocolate chip cookies with ice cream in the middle. Zach Adams says citrus swirl float, obviously. He's our orange bird expert. Justin Little says Kakigori with sweet milk in the Japan Pavilion. Shannon Jordal says Ghirardelli Hot Fudge Sunday at Disney Springs or Plaza Ice Cream Sa- Plaza Ice Cream Kids Cone with Mickey ears in front of the castle. I do like that ice cream cone. Have you ever seen that? The yeah. cone with the Mickey ears? That's so cool. Yep. Stacey Gregory says the Peter Pan float. Scott Zobel says the Plaza Ice Cream Parlor ice cream sandwich. Um, Kev O'Rissi says the Orange Dole Whip, also known as the Citrus Swirl. Michelle Steinberg Gray says Ample Hills Chocolate Chip Cookie Dough at Boardwalk. Their chocolate chip cookie dough is so good. Uh, Christina McSheffrey says Citrus Swirl and Premium Mickey Bar are a tie for me. Eileen Wells says Citrus Swirl Float. Derek Wiley says Classic Dole Whip Can't Be Beat. Sophie Reynolds says Peter Pan Float. Lauren Finnegan says Classic Dole Whip. Can't do a trip without it now that I've had it. Tony Stevens says I like the basic Mickey Bar. Elena McCullough says Dole Whip Float. Amanda Moaning says uh, Mickey Bar. Kayla Elisa Battiello says Cookies and Cream Mickey Ice Cream Sandwich. Underrated and clearly the best. <coughs> Chris Doherty says... Citrus Swirl, the Lost Princess Cone is also delicious. Jen Irwin says Loaded Dole Whip, which I'm, I've never had Loaded Dole Maybe that means the Dole Whip from. Ryan Campbell says, does the orange slush at Levin's de Chefs de France count? Michael Johnson says Pineapple Upside Down Cake Dole Whip. I don't know if I've ever had that. Um, Andy Rudolph says that Sprite and Lime Soft Serve Float they have now at Storybook Treats is fantastic. That's a lot of people, Pete, saying their favorite ice cream is this Peter Pan float. Yeah, I might have to try it. I've seen pictures of it, so yeah. I might have to give this one a shot. Sarah Coyle says Ample Hills Sugar Cookie Salad Sandwich with uh, Ample Ample Hills Sugar Cookie Sandwich with vanilla ice cream and rolled in sprinkles. She posted a picture of it. It looks unbelievable. Uh, Melissa Love says Plaza Ice Cream Parlor All American Sunday. The peanut butter drizzle is everything. Melissa Steele says Macaron Ice Cream Sandwich in France, which is what you were talking about. Aaron Maurice is Citrus Swirl. Heather Hunter says Citrus Swirl. Cheryl Pavius is Ghirardelli Hot Fudge Sunday, or the No Way Jose from Beaches and Cream, which is what we just talked about. Uh, Jeremy Hill says the Dole Whip at the Polynesian Hotel. Uh, the only other favorite of mine is the Peanut Butter and Jelly Shake at 50s Primetime. I can't believe I forgot to bring that up. Oh, yeah. I love the Peanut Butter and Jelly Milkshake. I am not a fan. Oh, I love it. Michael Hendra says that Shaved Ice from Japan. Gotta have it with the milk, though. Chrissy Hartman says the salted caramel uh, bubble waffle sundae from Aristocrapes is my new love. 
and she posted mm. a picture of it. It looks amazing. It's got like a bubbled crepe with vanilla ice cream and chocolate covered pretzels in it. Oh, that sounds great. Oh my god, that looks so good. And it's got a caramel sauce on top of it. Uh Nicole Zapia just posted a picture of a Dole Whip. Sammy Murphy says citrus swirl, long live the orange bird. Uh Michael Michael Bobichael says can't help but adore Dole Whips. Evelyn Reynolds Johnson Johnson says Dole Whip. Laura Ferguson says citrus swirl. I've only had to pay for one because I show up looking like this. However, during my last visit, the citrus machine was broken. Uh she she goes wearing all orange bird. She has orange bird ears and orange bird shirts. That's awesome. Yeah, like Zach uh Zach Adams had uh luck with that one time too, where he had an orange bird phone case and they gave him the citrus swirl and said, Oh, it's on the orange bird. Oh, that's sweet. So, uh Gigi Burns says, Dole Whip Float and Mickey Ice Cream Bar when I'm not at Magic Kingdom. Sarah Albert says, Mint Chocolate Chip Milkshake from the Plaza in Magic Kingdom. Uh, Leslie Owen Newman says, The Macaron Ice Cream Sandwich from from France. Kim Elliott McCurley says, Mint Chocolate Chip. Brooke Parker says, Frozen Chocolate Chip Covered Banana Saved My Life in the Florida Heat. Ooh, Frozen Chocolate Chip Chocolate Covered Banana is, oh, you know, like the Bluth, like the Bluth Frozen Bananas. Right, right. Um, Nathan, I'm sorry, I'm going to pronounce your name wrong. Sanka uh, says, the night blossom in Pandora or the ice cream sandwich on a brioche roll in France. That uh, night blossom, I don't really consider it a frozen treat, but I guess it kind of is. It's slushy, uh, right? That thing is, yeah, that thing's ridiculous. I forgot about that. Yeah, completely spaced on Wonderful. It. Dean Basillo says, I have Dole Whips at home, so I'm going to have to go with the Mickey ice cream bar. So there you go. Solid list. Solid list from you, Mousers. Thank you. Um, and, uh, you know, thank you, everyone who contributes uh, when we post these questions. We always post them in our Facebook group, facebook.com slash groups slash Two Men and the Mouse. Um, and that's about it. Anything else you wanted to add this week? No, I think we did a good job covering this. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure there are so many we've missed. If you, if you, Guys, if we glaringly missed any and you guys missed any in the in the comments there, let us know. Let us know in the Facebook group. Um, and post pictures of your favorite ice cream. I want to, That's the thing. I want everyone to go on the group, please, and just post pictures of your favorite ice cream in Walt Disney World. Like, like let's share and, you know, I always, the reason I like talking about these things is not just to, like, dredge up nostalgia for people of their, about their Disney trips or excitement. It is also to inform people that are going that want to try something new and they might hear us talk about something like the kitchen sink and be like, Oh, I want to try that. And, you know, like put it on their, put it on their radar. So it's always helpful when you guys post pictures of food and and things that you've done in the group, because it helps other two men in the mouse listeners who are, you know, planning their own trips to be able to experience the same things that you love. So uh, without any further ado, that's going to do for two men in the mouse this week, folks. Thank you for joining us. And folks, if you love our buddy, Peter Mandel, over there in Cranford, New Jersey at Rogue Comics. Check them out. 105 North Union Avenue, Cranford, New Jersey, 07016. Or go to roguecomics.com where you can find a link to Pete's eBay store. Uh, any Disney items in there currently? Huh. I think I've been buying more Disney items than selling recently, <laughs> so right. probably not. <laughs> uh, folks, also, if you're planning a trip to Walt Disney World, Disneyland, Disney Cruise Adventures by Disney, any Disney resort throughout the known world, even Aulani out in Hawaii, our friend and sponsor, Dave Blanker of Magical Travel, has got you covered. We'll plan your vacation at no additional cost to you. And, of course, if you're renting a Cripper stroller on that vacation planned by Dave Weikert, uh, make sure to check out our friends at Kingdom Strollers. They will deliver a crib or stroller right to your Disney resort. 
Check them out at kingdomstrollers.com. And folks, please follow along with our buddy Morty Monster and his adventures throughout Walt Disney World over at the Morty Monster YouTube channel. You can find links to that over on his social media, which is at Facebook. He's facebook.com uh, slash Morty Monster. He is also on Instagram as Morty Monster and Friends and uh, Twitter at Morty Monster BFF. Uh, he just posted a bunch. He posted a couple things during Hurricane Dorian. He's got a food and wine uh, thing out. He, he, you know, if you're curious about what the uh, Galaxy's Edge opening day was like, he's got a whole video on that. Plus the Galaxy's Edge Puzzle Preview, which he already did a video on. He's got one in Magic Kingdom. He's got one in Animal Kingdom. So Morty's been a busy little monster. So check him out. And folks, for me, you can always catch my books, my novels, the Ross and Andy series, and uh, my standalone Winters of Eldora. Birth of the Dark Angel on Amazon. Just look up Kevin J. Kessler or follow me on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Kev, uh, Kevin J. Kessler author. I am on Instagram at White Dragon PN as a podcast network. Uh, and I'm on Twitter at Kevin J. Kessler. Uh, folks, that does it for this week. Pete, any closing words? No, let's do this again real soon. All right. Yeah, we'll see you guys next week with Two Men Tuesday back with a vengeance. Uh, I got to say, Pete, you threw me last week when you actually had closing words. Uh, like I was completely <laughs> taken off my game. Uh, folks, please keep the magic alive every day of your lives, and we'll see you next week on Two Men and the Mouse. So there's a great big beautiful tomorrow Shining at the end of every day There's a great big beautiful tomorrow Just a dream away If you're standing, please hold on to the handrails and stay clear of the doors until the monorail stops completely and the doors open. If this concludes your visit, we hope you've had a wonderful time and will return home safely. Thank you for traveling with us.